Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Hi, welcome back to the show. Um, I am thrilled today to actually um, introduce you to Dusty Stutzman, who, as it turns out, is in your four floors, five floors above us. We're in the basement of the Balboa Building in downtown yep, Santa Barbara. Yep, yep, we're up on the fifth floor. So you had a long commute. Yep. Yeah, a lot of traffic this morning. Oh my. A lot of stops on the elevator on the way How down. How long have you been here in this building? Uh, we've been in the Balboa for a year and a half. Um, and our old office was up on Victoria. Um, so we've been on State Street since pretty much, um, you know, day one. I love being on State Street. It's great. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Can't it's, beat it. It's uh, it's just fun. Like when I, uh, we had our office right on Chapala Street, and so when you just need to get out and get some air, you just walk from one end of state to the other end of state, and you see all kinds of interesting people, and you just kind of get stimulated. All kinds. So, so your business is called Night Out, and Santa Barbara or SB Menus. Tell what's Night Out. Correct. Night Out is an entertainment technology platform, so it's actually two-sided. We are both business-to-business and also business-to-consumer. So on the business side, we have a suite of tools for event producers to basically manage and sell, manage their events and sell tickets from end to end. So that means you know all of the the web functionality that they need to have you know their ticketing page, um, you know the email confirmations, the actual ticket delivery to the customer all the way down to you know ways that they can market their event through social media, um, the technology that they actually welcome guests with at the event um, to scan and validate their tickets. And then on the consumer side, it's a place to go to find where to go and what to do. So we pull content through you know not only the events that are being sold through our platform exclusively, right, right. but we also pull events from other platforms to create a curated experience of live entertainment events. I'm I'm one of the things we do on this show is you know it's about entrepreneurs and business people and big small you know everything. A lot of the times it's someone found a, there was a gap in the marketplace or there was a problem they had and they went, I can't find a solution for that. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'll, I'll invent one. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what was the genesis of this? Because there's there's a lot of this technology. There's a lot of that, there. yeah. And it wasn't that classic story really at all. It actually was kind of, kind of a mistake. Um, a mistake? Yeah. So we had started... Not a, mis- a happy mistake, let's call it. Okay. We had started SB Menus first, actually. Uh, we launched that in the fall of 2008. Um, so this is very early. Now, was that a platform as well? Yes. Yes, it was. So that one was actually a little bit different. We licensed the technology from a third-party company that was based in Baltimore. Um, so really we got a white labeled version of the site and, you know, we kind of just pounded the pavement here locally to, you know, sell the platform to restaurants and, and market it to, you know, people to order food online. Um, so the core of that business is, um, people ordering for delivery and takeout through the platform. Um, so it's, you know, grown tremendously over the years, but, you know, starting out, we just had a few restaurants and, you know, trying to push when things. was that eight years ago? Uh, yeah, almost nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we just had a few restaurants. Uh, well, very big with guerrilla marketing, so we, you know, go up to um, IV predominantly. It was, it was, you know, college based. Okay. Uh, for the most part, and you know, we'd we'd go around and flyer, we'd table on campus, we'd pass out promo material, whether it was, you know, T-shirts or cups or koozies, you know, really anything to get the brand in in front of people um, and do it effectively. It naturally took some time for for that to gain traction and you know a side component of sb menus was a page that we had on the website called bar specials and entertainment and i laugh thinking about the way that this page on the website looked but it had great content um at the time my business partner worked actually downtown at a nightclub and for whatever reason was just really in tune with with the scene of you know right. what was happening and where and and we kept that page very up to date with you know anything entertainment related whether it was what dj is playing at you know eos what night uh what happy hour is going on at you know x bar downtown um you know really anything that was going on around town and you know completely contrary to the model of sb menus that was actually by, by a factor of 10, our busiest page on the website. No kidding. No kidding. And I said I laughed thinking about the way that this page looked. It was god-awful. It was like the the most primitive form of website you can imagine. And this is still on someone else's platform, a Baltimore Correct. OEM white label Correct. directory tool. Exactly. And so, you know, that was the case. We did not control the technology. So we kind of right. sat there with this really popular page that had great content on it and kind of a lackluster way of, of presenting that. So was this Ruby or PHP or WordPress? Or? Um, you would, I, I have no idea what the original website was, to wow. be completely honest. Wow. Yeah. Now it's, it's Ruby, um, you know, with the last few iterations, but... That early one, I mean, that was, I've, I, I have no idea. It was something. Something. It yeah, was something. something not good. And you said there, so we're looking at all this traction, and you go, let's do more of that. Right. Well, so I had been um, actually seeking out an app development company for a completely uh, different idea that was very irrelevant to anything that I'm doing today. Have you had business ideas your whole life? Yeah, a Since lot. It's kind give of, me your first, what was your a, first one? It's a problem. I, no, it's not a problem, it's I, a gift. I couldn't even tell you. Was it a lemonade stand, was. washing windows, <laughs> a lawnmower? Um, actually, it's interesting. It was kind of an idea that was between myself and my mom. It was a grocery delivery. Okay. Um, which is kind of a shade of what we do now. But um, I grew up in a in a small town back in Colorado that, you know, we were outside of town. So to go into town and get groceries, whole, or, it was a deal. whole deal. Right. And, my you know, my mom and I were talking one summer, you know, about getting a summer job. And she's like well, why don't you guys, you know, do a grocery delivery business? And we're like, oh, okay. Like that was, you know, kind of the, you know, first part of, you know, thinking through a business 16, model. And, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Both my parents own oh. businesses. And, you know, so I was kind of as, always uh, on the As job often the case, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. What kind of businesses? Um, my dad's is a family business. It's an earth moving company. Okay. Um, they're actually in their... I think it's almost 60th year, so it's been around for a long, long time. Um, and then and my, your mom? She is a real estate developer, so she owns and operates around 80,000 square feet of commercial and industrial property. 
which is actually really unique where we're from. Um, it's the only industrial zone property within probably 30 miles or so. So she's got a, a really corner on the market. Yeah, little corner on the market. Uh, great little operation. She built her first building um, right around the time I was born. Huh. So she's been doing that pretty much my whole life. And, you know, I grew up with a broom in my hand down at, you know, her office helping her sweep floors and, you know, helping out with, you know, construction when other buildings were being built. And, you know, even to this day, helping, helping her out with finances and marketing. And I built her website and, you know, things like that. So, so what part of the business do you like the most? Um, my business? Yeah. Oh, God. Great, I mean, I could say questions. business in general, but yeah. I mean, you're, you're, I'm going to guess you're spending the large part of your time working on night out and, and mm -hmm. is SB menu still around? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. Uh, more so than ever, actually. Oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. We've been growing, uh, very, very, uh, rapidly, especially this year. Uh, we just expanded down to Montecito and Carpinteria which are, you know, brand new markets for us uh, within the last six or so months. So answer this for me, please. Um, so I use Yelp because when we're traveling, right? And right. I've got the, there's a particular Lebanese restaurant that I like in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. I take my wife down there for part of her business and I can go into Yelp and I can order the food I want right in Yelp. And I can message them and actually drive on there on Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And I can double park and they'll run the food out. Nice. And it's like, couldn't be more awesome than yeah, that. Yeah, that's I, great. I love it. I pay it through the app and all of that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> How is Santa Barbara Menus like that? Um, so we... It's, it's a platform where a consumer can order online for delivery and takeout. So the way that that works on the back end is, is two ways with the restaurant. Um, you know, you have your restaurants like, like a CPK, like an enterprise fish company, like, um, you know, Pickles and Swiss downtown here um, around the corner um, that don't provide their own delivery. Um, and won't because of the overhead involved, right? Of course. So SB Menus, we provide not only the technology, but the logistics behind all of that delivery and, and the manpower. So we actually have drivers um, that work with us that, you know, use our technology to it basically works like Uber. You know, we, we said uh, Uber was going through. It's funny. You were reading my mind because mm -hmm. I'm thinking yeah, that exactly. there's a natural tie in for Uber with that. Right. Correct. Yeah. So it's a it's basically a three sided marketplace where it's where it's the consumer, it's the restaurant and the driver. So really, it takes all three things to make it work. Um, so in, in the scenario with, with restaurants like that, which we call type two, um, those, we provide all the delivery logistics. Um, you know, there's a big marketing component to SB menus because we're the ones that are going out there and marketing our platform. You're driving demand. Driving demand. Exactly. So, so you said three sided, I'm sorry, it was writing, uh, the restaurant, the driver and the consumer. Got it. Yeah. So, um, a little bit differently, there's your restaurants that do provide delivery, um, like Domino's. Um, Pizza Mies is another one that they have their own, you know, delivery drivers that they staff and, you know, everything from A to Z. So in that case, we are basically just an online ordering platform where you, the consumer, can go to the app or website and order from them through SB menus. And then once that order goes through, the delivery or the restaurant um, handles everything from making the food to the delivery. So it works a little bit differently between a different style of restaurant 
whether they provide delivery or not. But in any case, SB Menus is always a convenient place for a consumer to find um, restaurants, specials, and place orders through. So do people do reviews? Do you handle that kind of uh, stuff? Is it just pure e-commerce? Pure e-commerce, yeah. It's, it's very specifically driven to people ordering food. Um, and that's that's really the number one um, you know goal for us and the main value proposition for a consumer. Um, what do they like most about it when you talk to your customers? Uh, it's a great question. I think the the convenience. We recently did a survey. One of our coolest features and one of my favorite is our delivery tracker. So from the time that you place your order, you can you can. Where's my soup? Yeah, you can. <laughs> where's where's my soup? Um, you can track the order, so it, it shows when you know the restaurant receives the order. It shows when a driver is dispatched. It it you know geolocates them on the map. You know very similar to when you're you're watching your Uber driver come pick you up. Um, and then it gives you updates, you know, throughout that process. Um, that's one of, honestly, the, the favorite features in terms of talking to consumers. Especially if you're hungry. Especially if you're hungry. Yeah, you're going to watch it the whole way. Right, and let me track your cake. And I, do, I, I can I, smell the ribs. Exactly. I admittedly order probably four or five times a week, and I am glued to that thing until the food hits the door. No kidding. Yeah. It's wow. crazy. And and I think above and beyond that, I think just the pure convenience of being able to order from so many different restaurants and, you know, a lot how of times... Are on, how many are on? We have uh, 140 now. Okay. Yeah. And that's between, you know, the north tip of, of Goleta all the way down through Carp. So we have really, really good coverage. You know, do you have a dedicated salesperson who's out talking to restaurants or is that you? No, we do. Um, we have... So in, in the company, we have myself and Brian, who are the co-founders. We have Reese who is our director of operations, and he's a stud. He handles everything from um, drivers and getting them trained up, uh, onboarded, and you know some some back-end management with the drivers to oh, I'm guessing there's a whole, whole piece to that. Yeah, everything with sales um, to the restaurants and, and managing those restaurant partnerships you know, throughout their life cycle. So he's naturally a very, very busy guy. And above and beyond the three of us, we have a couple of people helping us out with marketing, and and that's that's really the internal team. And then we have our we have coders. Uh, we still you... we still have the, the technology partner. So that the story between when we launched the website back in two thousand eight and now has changed dramatically. That company, the original company, split up. They you know we went with one side, thankfully with the right side. We, they uh, raised capital, they grew their team to over 100 people, they subsequently sold to Groupon. Um, we, somewhere in the mix, actually went from basically just a licensee of their platform to a franchisee um, of the bigger company. Huh. So it's, like I said, changed dramatically throughout the life cycle, but we've been with them um, since, the beginning. since the beginning. Yeah. Um, I, the listener to the show will know that I'm, I constantly get ideas as well. I was my first business when I was 12. So I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm that guy as yeah. well. Just say, so you've got the bone. Oh, it completely. Yeah. And, um, so I had this idea, I won't do this thing. So if someone out there does it, send me <laughs> mail and then I'll get you on the show. Cause I want to talk to you or send them, send a check too. send yeah, mail. They and could check. send a check. Yeah. That'd be fine. But I did. There's. There's hundreds of ideas there. It's getting things done. Mm -hmm. And then even if you get it done, you still got to promote it. It's always that, and, uh, that execution. A, yeah, there's always, yeah. you have to do that. Um, great book called Execution, by the mm -hmm. way. Um, but my idea was, 
there are people who um, love soup, mm -hmm. and so and I make soup all the time, and so it's just as easy for me to make a four-gallon pot of soup as it is to make a quart of soup. Right. And so I was thinking that if you had this website and you had a bunch of people who work have home studios or whatever, and they work yeah. and they're their soup going on, they could go and publish today's soup is uh, you know albondigas or or. Mm -hmm butternut squash soup yeah. and people could go on and see whatever there's maybe 20 guys like me yeah. who have soups and uh, then an uber driver would come pick up the soup and deliver it to the person mm -hmm. they pick it up from me yeah. and go deliver it right and i call it super mm -hmm. and uh but then i was like okay now i've got I've, and there was more uh concern about my insurance yeah Right and, sure. and all of that stuff, and right. it's just like okay, no, I don't need to do that. But it was fun to talk about. Certainly, yeah. There's, uh, it's very interesting. You should say that I had a similar idea that was based around you know individuals like yourself that you know are hobbyists when it comes to cooking. You know, like Uncle Bob's ribs, uh, Aunt May's apple pie. Like everybody, not everybody, but you know, people that are There's enthusiastic about cooking. a lot of cottage cooking. cooks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a really fun thing to you do. You can a get a specific get business license, by the way, here to do that, like yeah. home canning and right. And if you and, and thinking about our business, you know, being SB Menus and having all of the logistics, you know, in terms of the delivery, the marketing, the online ordering, the e-commerce, exactly. everything. Uh, doing something called like home cooking where, you know, you know, you are cooking your soup and you're like, you can set your status on the app and say, guess what? I'm cooking. And you know, this is how much I'm making. You set your quantities that are available for the day and, and you're cooking and selling. And so the other, the, the other challenge on that is regulations. Sure. Yeah. I mean, right. You it's know, all sorts of permitting and health department stuff. Kind of and, gnarly. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, if you think about, you know, kind of the, the way that, you know, the business businesses work today, like Uber, I mean, if you think about hopping in a car with a stranger, you know, 15 years ago, it's, you know, kind of a similar mindset of, you know, just having a trust built up in a platform and, you know, kind of having those, you know, regulations and permitting behind it to where it's, it's maybe it one day makes sense that you order food from a stranger instead of a restaurant, you know, like it, it's not unforeseeable to make that happen yeah it's kind of interesting i have you um uh, it's, it's it's give me the most um uh this the biggest surprise you've had with santa barbara menus that the thing you're just like huh do you like for instance you had the one page yeah. that said there's all so that was a big surprise what's the the biggest surprise I, maybe even bringing it back to that, which we, you know, kind of got off topic there uh, with talking about the genesis of Night Out. But, I, you know, it honestly could be the fact that we've grown, you know, not only SB Menus, but also another business that, you know, really came from the original um, platform and have grown that into what it is today. If, you know, I, if we would have gone back and been sitting in my chair you know, when we first launched SB Menus and, and in thinking about having another business alongside of it, I that would probably be the biggest surprise. So that brand extension, yeah. right, based on customer demand and paying attention to that and listening to customers. How do you listen to yeah. your customers now? All sorts of ways. And I think that that's one thing across both businesses that we really strive to do. Um, you know, having a small company makes it a lot easier. Mm. And as we've grown, I, you know, I'm a big, big, big efficiency guy. If oh. I see an inefficient process, 
whether it's, you know, where our water station is in the office and people have to walk too far to it, or it's, you know, a process on the back end with how we deal with accounting, um, oh, something right. within our product. It, it really irks me. Where does me. that come from, you think? I have no idea. Good question. Are you a Virgo? No. Okay. Um, and so I think any kind of inefficiency really gets to me and is something that, you know, I really want to solve. And, and luckily in a, in a small company, um, we all keep our ears to the ground um, and have kind of a see something, say something policy with everything that we do. So if, you know, I see a customer support inquiry come through or if I hear, you know, one of our support team on the phone and, you know, someone's having a problem or a challenge understanding, you know, even a button on the website, you know, that's something that we can say, boom, understood, got it. Let's throw that into the pipeline. Let's get that corrected and fixed ASAP. Um, that mindset and I guess execution of that is a challenge like as you grow and grow you know naturally because there's so many other priorities but um, I think that that's something and a mindset that has really helped us and in you know answering the question listening to your customers listening to your customers no matter what it is they're saying and taking that to heart and and using that to make change and I think that that's something that we've done uh, pretty well over the years what would your restaurant, if I go talk to the restaurant owners that work with you, what would they say about Santa Barbara menus? Um, I think they, they love us. I mean, I think that, you know, we bring a new revenue stream for, um, you know, their business. And I think that with the way we go out and proactively market our business, um, right. you know, really on their behalf to drive more orders uh, across the network, you know, I think that that is a unique um, value add to their business that I, I don't think that they frankly were planning on. And I think that they respond very well to that. And I think from, you know, the way that we work with them, you know, we see ourselves as partners and, um, you know, being there to help them grow. Like that's our number one goal. Do you have a competitor in town? Um, we do. Yeah. Uh, restaurant connection would be one. Um, they are actually older than us. And how are, how are you different? Um, I wouldn't say we're drastically different. I think with the way that our technology works from, you know, the driver's side, I think that... Right. Um, Which is, a, is the third leg of that stool, the third right? third leg of that stool, and arguably one of the most important. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, in, in launching our own delivery service, you know, we, we basically just did that completely on our own. Um, figured out all the different technologies that we needed to make it work. This is before our software provider even offered any of this. So, you know, we were forced with going out there to find, you know, all the different pieces of the puzzle to actually make that happen. Um, you know, myself and my business partner, Brian, were actually out on the road, you know, making deliveries, kind of testing things out, seeing how it goes. You're going to the restaurant, picking up the food oh, yeah. and delivering it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you have to have special containers to keep food hot and all yeah, that we stuff? Yeah, we have hot bags and, and all the right stuff. Mm -hmm. um, how... So how do you guys make money? What's the model on that? Um, so we charge a commission to the restaurant um, for originating that order, essentially. Um, there is a delivery fee, but actually the, the vast um, majority of that goes to the delivery driver. That's their source of income, plus the, the tips that the, the consumers offer. And if you uh, is that all electric? 
Uh, all, all digital, rather. So that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, there's there's absolutely no cash. Um, so everything's paid through the app and website, um, and then all the the finances on the back end work out in terms of you know weekly deposits to both the restaurant. Um, and the driver because you can do all that stuff so easily now right there's yeah. APIs to all of that yeah. stuff so it, it's yeah easily I don't, I'm not sure if that's the word <laughs> <laughs> a lot of complexities obviously but of once course. you know once that technology is built which it is and it's it's very very solid and awesome uh, yes much easier than doing it so but, is, but when we first started I was actually in manually doing all of these reports and transfers and that was that was like four four or five hours each Monday night. It was it was pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, we're glad you're past all of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, is is there a scalable scalability aspect to SB menus, in the sense that you said you're a franchisee? Mm -hmm. So if someone who's listening right now said that sounds like a great idea, I'd like to do that. Mm -hmm. Do they contract with your technology provider, or do they contract with you? Like someone, let's say want to do it in Royal Grande or they mm -hmm. want to do it in Detroit or wherever it is sure. that they're listening. How does that work? Um, interestingly enough, there are quite a few different providers out there. Um, we For give, exactly this kind of correct. thing. Yeah. We, given our business model as SB Menus individually, would not be the people that, well, we would obviously be the people to talk to about it, but we wouldn't be the ones providing um, the technology in the business. That would be our franchisor or other companies similar to them, which there are a handful. So how much have you done that's proprietary to SP Menus versus how much do I can go get a turnkey solution from the tech provider? Um, I mean, given the different technologies that are out there, I, I think it was a lot of things that, you know, we someone was first with X feature, another platform was first with Y feature. Um, I think across the board now, um, a lot of the different platforms have, you know, kind of apples to apples in terms of, you know, technologies and feature sets. Um, you know, there's always going to be... Typically how that works. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be nuances and, and, you know, positives and negatives to each. But, you know, from the other ones that we've ourselves looked at, um, you know, they seem pretty comparable to what what we have. So what's the future look like for you guys in terms of growth? Just more restaurants? Is that it? Uh, restaurants is definitely a factor. Um, as I mentioned, when we first started talking, we, we just launched um, Carpinteria and Montecito. Um, so we're pushing those markets. Um, that's really on our agenda over the next 18 months. Is, is this an app or a website? Both. A platform. Yeah. We've got, got it. it all. Um, so growing those markets is our, our um, top priority downtown is is as well um, we're relatively new with you know really being downtown as I mentioned also we we first um, you know launched and had traction in IV and was mostly centric around you know the college students and, and that community which is great and you know that's that's you know kind of our, our bread and butter or has been over the years but you know with our move downtown that that's really helped us um, you know, expand and, and reach more people in the Santa Barbara community. And, you know, now with having gone to Montecito and, and Carpinteria and, you know, having more of a presence in Goleta with families and schools and uh, businesses, you know, it's, it's really about, you know, maximizing the market and, um, you know, going out there and, and continuing to grow like we have. Again, I'm, I'm coming up with ideas that you've probably already figured out. Um, 
what, there's such a huge tech base here, tech mm -hmm. company base here. Yeah. Do you do like lunch deliveries and dinner deliveries to businesses Absolutely. as opposed to so like yeah. HR could come to you and say, you know, we, we want, uh, you know, at six o'clock or seven o'clock, we're going to put in a late order yep. for our, you know, we've got a dinner, we've got a dinner shift. So they provide meals. Yep. To, so you do that already? Absolutely. That's it's one of our our favorite th things is is corporate relationships and orders. Um, we have a handful, you know, in town that order. There's at a least, lot of companies at, here. You companies. need more than a handful. At least once a week, and and those are great because it, it allows you know whomever is placing those orders to do it very simply. You know before. You know they're kind of stuck with having to go to everyone throughout the office and if you have a company even over five people that's already a headache um you know get their order figure out what they want call the restaurant you know figure out the catering order which it's it's all a pain you know with sb menus we actually have um, a lot of different ways to streamline that you know one being is the selection of restaurants so you're not stuck with having to make individual calls to you know, restaurant X, Y, and Z to figure out the best pricing or if they even offer the options that, you know, your team wants. So you can browse menus. Um, you can even initiate a group order to where a special link is sent around, you know, to the company. You know, each individual can make their selections, specifications, even put their name on their order. So, you know, the system knows who so that when, is. when 20-somethings show up. The restaurant writes hey, the name Bob, on hey, it. Hey, Bob, hey, Steve, yep. hey, Jill. Exactly. Um, so, so that... Uh, feature and service in and of itself is awesome. Another aspect to that is the advanced ordering. Um, you know, so if you have a lunch meeting planned for Friday right, or exactly. a dinner on Thursday, you can place that order, you know, within 36 hours leading up to, you know, the time that you want it delivered. And then we on the back end handle, you know, all of that in terms of letting the restaurant know and, you know, dispatching the driver X, Y's and Z's. So across the board from a company um, and organization perspective, it makes it. That it it seems painless. to me that you could probably grow your business 30% in 2018 Absolutely. just by focusing on that. Yes. And talking yeah. to HR people. Absolutely. Like figuring that one out. Yeah, I love definitely. That. And, and do you do loyalty and affinity and that kind of stuff as well? Um, we do, yeah. I mean, we one of the, the best ways that we do that is exclusive specials with, um, you know, a restaurant. Online owning kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we go around and, you know, we'll get, um, you know, weekly food deals with all sorts of different restaurants and, you know, push those out through, uh, you know, both the website and, and our, our newsletters that we'll send out um, intermittently to, to, you know, let people know when there's a deal and, I just learned a new word yesterday. I'm sorry I'm late to the party, but it's called freegan. Uh, I'm also late to the party. Not sure what that is. So freegan <laughs> is taking food before it's spoiled and being able to utilize foods before they're spoiled. I do another show, a TEDx show called Hacking the Red Circle. Mm -hmm. And in Vienna, they she was telling me about these con this food concept they did, which mm -hmm. is instead of having it catered, it was all freegan, so it was food that was left over was going to be, it's not bad, it's just mm -hmm. left over, so how do we repurpose right. that? Yeah. And that's, there's a whole movement. In fact, I, I read this morning in this week's National Geographic, there was a whole description of all the different food, you know, vegan and gluten-free yeah. and, and, and paleo and all of that, and it said freegan, went, oh great, twice <laughs> in, in 24 hours, and now I've said it the third time. It's interesting that they're 
there is surplus food at the end of the day in Santa Barbara, probably Absolutely. a shocking amount of surplus food. Is there an opportunity for you guys to be able to pick up that food and deliver it to um, the umpteen shelters and women's shelters and transition house and that kind of stuff? Is that ever you know, that's come a up? Fantastic idea. That has not come up. Uh, Freegan's now a new word to me. So, I but yes, there's an opportunity. I mean, with restaurants and and grocery stores. I mean, there. Yeah, it's 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 ton. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Patrick, who's my normal co-host, not here today, mm -hmm. was telling me there's a place up in uh, in Portland where there's two dumpsters in the back. One is you could eat out of, I and mean, it's really just like a locker, yeah. and they put food in there, and you can just go there. And there's a lock, but it's not locked, mm -hmm. uh, so you can go get your food. But it, it there's another, I'm going to put a plug in for another partner of ours, which is the Santa Barbara Foundation, mm -hmm. and their business giving roundtable, which yeah. is small businesses like you and me. Mm -hmm. um, and how do we uh, service and support nonprofits yeah. um, in unique ways? Yeah. So that would be a way for you to develop a partnership so that the food doesn't, you know, get wasted. You yeah. already have the drivers. You know, there's probably a way to figure out an economy of that to where, you know, and, and I bet you could talk to the Business Giving Roundtable uh, about that and figure out that would be, that's an interesting story yeah, because you've got the people, mm -hmm. you can get the food, mm -hmm. and you can go deliver it to places that could really, I mean, absolutely use the food. Yeah. There's a lot of those, 100%. a lot of those people. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the drivers on the road and at the end of the night, you know, if a restaurant has swing by, X, whatever, you know, like we can swing by, grab it and take it wherever in town. Yeah, because there's a lot of, um, we're at TEDx Santa Barbara this year, we're talking about, uh, we have a speaker on human trafficking, mm -hmm. and I learned through that experiment, uh, exploration of that idea that the Santa Barbara Junior League has put together a home mm -hmm. for these women to who are transitioning out of that wow. or escaping out of that, They've, and they have no place to go and no money. Yeah. They can come live in this house. They would love a delivery at yeah. 11 o'clock, but hey, there's some food. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and a lot of restaurants shut down you know, a little bit earlier than that. so Or they'll know ahead of time if they're going to have excess. Right. And, so. and as a, a chef in my former career, that you know, we were always trying to, I'm either 10% over or 10% light. Yeah. So I was a chef at Westmont College. I was one of the were places. You? Yeah, I was, no way. I was a chef at Westmont. The soup specialist. Oh, God. I love <laughs> me. Well, I, the soup specialist was when I was the chef for the Jesuits. Ah, they love soup. So awesome. I had soup, 365 soups a year. What's your favorite soup to, to make and also have? Man, that, that is such a tough one. Right now, I, I do all vegan soups and uh, just being able to take any vegetable that's in season and cook it and blend it with sweet potatoes and onions mm -hmm. and make puree out of that with coconut milk. And people are like, what is this deliciousness? <laughs> and it's like, it's so easy. Anybody can, can make it. But I, I would love to see this food get repurposed. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, and, and if that happens, please let me know because I want to, I would love to help you promote that because that's a, would be a very interesting thing to do. On Night Out, mm -hmm. so that's a ticketing platform and marketing service. Is that, so So I'm also thinking that's a pretty crowded marketplace as well. Yes, very. So did you, are you a, you've 
bought that tech or you license that technology from somebody and then you use that here or are you going after evite and paperless post and, and all these other places uh not not necessarily those two no um night out is a platform and technology and business that we have built from the ground up um, across the board and you know as i mentioned so it you was, didn't license in we this did case. not no Got so it. so bringing it back to you know the 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 beginning of night out um, we had sb menus we had that page on the site um it was great content people were loving it and this is this is 2008 2009 this is this is like pre-mobile this is right when the iphone sure. is coming out yep. the app store had just been released 10 years this year yeah as i mentioned we were um i was talking to a company a development company to build an app completely unrelated idea which turned out not to be feasible for a whole host of reasons. And, you know, they, you know, uh, opportunistically simply said, well, would you be interested in building an app for SB menus? Uh, because they saw, you know, naturally the website on my email signature. And I was like, you know, no, like we don't, you know, uh, operate the technology for that. It's not really in our scope. And I think it might've been that night, maybe a couple of nights later that, you know, I thought about, our business being night out and, or excuse me, SB menus at the time and what we were offering, what we were working, what was working, what wasn't. And, you know, the, that page on the website came up in my mind and I said, yeah, that's really popular. The, the UI and uh, entire experience and accessibility is not sweet. How can we make that better? And that's where, you know, bar specials and entertainment popped into my mind as uh, an iPhone app that was all geo uh, location based so you could be walking around downtown find a bar around the corner that you of might course, not know right? of yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a special a happy hour a menu item that you didn't know of an event happening around town um, and bring all of this content through to an app um, and i think it was probably that next day uh, i actually put some thoughts down on paper and you know what that meant for me was doing some like mock-ups and photoshops and stuff yeah yeah, of yeah an yeah. app and i I kind of looked at it and I was like, holy crap, this is actually, this could be really cool. Like, this could be really cool. And I, I re still remember it in the header of the app. It was sbmenus.com night out, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which is so funny to think about. And I, I remember my business partner was on a hike with his girlfriend and, and he came back and I was like, hey man, like, check this out. What do you think? He's like, wow, that's, that could be really awesome. How long ago was that? That was, that had to be 2009. No, 2010. I think it was a little bit after that. And when did you officially launch? Um, in December of 2011. Got we it. launched our first app. So really all that happened was I sent those screenshots to uh, this development company. And were they local or they were? They were actually in India, um, the first oh, company that we worked with. I get 10 of those emails a day. At least, yeah. Right? It's, it's crazy. Dear yeah. sir, we can Do you need solve help your with problem. development yeah, services? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, and yeah. How did you find offshoring? How do you find offshoring? Because I've done quite a bit of that. We have too. Um, I, I think it just like we're working with a company here in the states. I think I, you know it's it's company by company. Uh, we've had some really great experiences um, with both offshoring and working with folks here domestically, and some bad ones. So I think it really just depends. I think you know naturally with uh time differences and that's the um, biggest one language barriers and, and things like that naturally make it more challenging um especially when we were younger and maybe didn't have our, our platform to the stage that it is now um 
but I think over the years, like we've figured out um, ways to make development not only for from contractors or, or people working wherever in the world they are, um, but I think our internal processes have really helped us be more efficient with that across the board. Um, and in a lot of ways, for us, it like feature specking and and you know our platform. That's is, the magic right there. It but. is. It's incredible. And our, our platform is so big, and really anything that we do now touches so many different aspects mm -hmm. of it. So we have to be incredibly, incredibly thorough yep. with yep. not only thinking through, even yep. if it's a small feature, oh, I know, and everything that it touches. Yep. Yeah, and and you know yep. what I'm talking yeah, about. I know so exactly. it's, yeah. so I think that you know dialing in those processes unintended has consequences of yeah, let's yeah. just move. This this thing oh okay i just broke it on mobile or i just did <laughs> yeah. that or whatever so it's exactly you know, welcome to the world of many of us that are listening to this show yeah and it's with with a busy site too that's i mean we're at like i think 30 or so thousand uh visits a day and it's you know a bunch of transactions and people constantly using the site in all sorts of ways is that just santa barbara that's not just santa barbara no no that's that's nationwide so yeah so night out is is a nationwide platform uh so we work with event producers really of all shapes and sizes across the country um to basically be their technology partner to to market manage it and sell tickets to their events. So one of the things, um, just um, so I run TEDx Santa Barbara, as I've said, and there's a, a, in a, a ticketing mm -hmm. plugin component yeah. for our WordPress site that right. we're doing. So is your the is your system the kind of thing that can integrate in, or is it typically designed to be skinned for a region and then run independently? Uh, anything under the sun. Really, huh. we and and you know the the space is very crowded, and you know coming yeah. into it, we were aware of that, and you know we kind of looked at the landscape of, of technology providers out there, and you know we're able to kind of see what what things were being done well, you know what things weren't. Um, one of the things that were not was you know the ability to plug ticketing into really any platform, blog, social media, um, and then have that be. Uh, an easy and awesome experience for both the event producer and the person buying the ticket. Right. Um, so that's actually one of our, our main selling points uh, versus any platform out there and, and something that we really hang our hats on at the end of the day that we do better than anybody um, is give, you know, you, uh, TEDx, the ability to plug, you know, all the ticketing functionality into any website. Squarespace is, is great and very easy. Um, and have that entire ticketing experience live on your website so that customer can check out from A to Z. Um, and of course, all of that is you know then tracked back through to our dashboard so you can manage everything, see oh, everything in real so time. Much. There's so much stuff. It's, in, it's, it's insane. Nuts. It's insane. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's awesome to be, I mean, and we still have, we're, we've done the tip of the iceberg, right, always. But have the, you heard of NDU? I have not, no. So it's in our back catalog, and it was uh, a, a woman that we met out of um, Cal Lutheran University through Hub 101, and their thing is connecting bands that play in, like, fraternities mm -hmm. and this. And so the event is a, a, a music, yeah. but not in a club. Right. And selling tickets to yeah. that mm -hmm. and how that whole and, and her thing was all on the discovery of the bands, because how do right. how does the band be able to figure out how to do all that stuff? So right. it's not an event. The event producer is the 
manager of the band. Right, exactly. Or the lead guitarist. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and when you're starting out, no matter if you're a small music club or if you're a band or if you're um, an individual, you know, throwing a happy hour, like, you need a solution. And, yeah. and you know, the level of complexity to a lot of platforms out there for someone like that is 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 too much of a barrier to make right. it easy, right. right? And that's something that... You know, I, I really love about our platform and, and what we've built a lot based on feedback from the people that have used our platform um, is making that very, very simple, but having all of this um, complexity and, uh, you know, robust features behind that. So you can make it as simple or as complex as you want. And we have really everything in between to enable that individual or that massive venue um, to be able to do it all effectively. That therein lies the trick to software development. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, is how we take extremely complex systems, yes. which is typically a mesh of a ton of services, mm -hmm. hundreds of services sometimes, yep. and be able to provide it now with a, a mobile experience something where the user interaction is a swipe. Yep. Exactly. Right. And it's just like a swipe, you know. And how do how do we do touch UIs and all that stuff, and then all this other stuff is going on and then there's someone somewhere who wants to see very deep analytics based on that because that's going to drive other kinds of yep. you know business intelligence etc 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 and we could talk for days about that yep and i really appreciate how do we find dusty how do we find out about night out if someone wanted to go because we're in 42 countries so um wow. chances are someone listening to this might at least want to go check you out where would they find you nightout.com how did you get that URL? That how did you get that URL, dude? Um, that was one of my claim to fame negotiations. Um, that is a good one, man. Yeah. Tell me, tell me quickly, tell me that story. Yeah, briefly, it was it was owned, obviously. Um, of course, it was. It was actually pretty early on. We we originally had nightoutapp.com, um, and then you know I I just found the owner in the Who Is database and. Yep. Basically just did a cold reach out, and he came out of the gate with a very, very lofty figure, which I'm I've sure you can imagine. Out. And I came back with a very, very low one, <laughs> and about 100 emails later, I got him at what I would think is an outstanding price today. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that was really it. I mean, it was just a matter of, you know, communicating one-on-one -on -one with this guy, and, you know, he's, at the end of the day, I was like, sure. That's a huge URL, dude. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we love it. I love that. That's the, there's a secret. So we can find out about the platform there. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. So nightout.com, um, you know, will really be focused on, you know, kind of the consumer end. Um, so you can get there, choose right. your city, go right. find what's going right. on. Um, if but you want to go directly, to yeah, if you want to go directly to information on, you know, the ticketing and marketing side, nightout.com slash backstage. Oh, of course it yep. is backstage. I love that. Yeah. So um, if you've listened to the show before, you'll know that uh, when I get to the end of it, uh, my favorite part is coming up with a name for the show. Mm. Like, what's the title of this episode? So because someone we've got, oh, I don't know, we have almost coming up on 200 episodes. So someone Congrats. would have heard about this yeah. um, or heard about a different show. And they're looking at the back. Oh, that was really good. That was interesting. Yeah. And they're going to look at the back catalog and there's all these names and they don't know who you are. Right. But the title can be intriguing enough to go, oh, yeah, uh, let me dip into that. What would we call this conversation? Uh, I think we, we touched on it a little bit, but I think, you know, the key to our success um, with both companies, absolutely, but 
especially with night out in such a competitive landscape um, with very, very limited resources is execution. And I think that is, regardless of what your idea is, what your business is, what your stage is, um, your situation, as long as you execute and continue to do so that, do that effectively, that will breed success. So I like execution. I love it. And then I'll, I'll make sure I get night out in there too, so that yeah, we get that. a little SEO love. On love it. that. Yeah. Dusty, thanks for joining us on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye-bye. Yeah. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. <laughs>